Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special interview here at Squared Circle Sirens. Let's be honest, if you haven't heard this name, you've either been living under a rock or you need to find electricity somewhere because there is the hottest free agent, period, out there. Um, the one, the only, Deanna Perrazzo is with us. Deanna, thank you so much for being with us. You guys make me blush. If you could, You can't tell through the phone, thank God. But thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it is. Trust me, our pleasure. We are so excited. Um, and I know I've been really excited and blowing up KC talking about it. So very excited. <laughs> to talk yeah. to you. We're awesome. Um, excited. Oh. Yeah. So Diana, where haven't you been recently? Where, where, what's new? What's, tell us new things. <laughs> Um, I was just telling you guys earlier, I feel like this year kind of, so when I came home from Japan, um, we kind of made the decision to like, I don't want to say quality over quantity, but I didn't have to kill myself this year. Um, <laughs> last year I wrestled like 110 matches and I just was like, at the end of the year, I needed a break. We went on vacation and I just needed to, to re-energize. So this year was kind of just... We're going to take it as it comes and take it easy. And uh, so that's kind of what I've been doing. And it's nice to, to be home and have time to see, you know, I have a, a four-year-old nephew and um, to see my family and, you know, just hang out. That's awesome. And totally well-deserved. I mean, yeah. 110 matches and you're still kicking. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. So, Deanna, we do want to get into the interview. We want to kind of take it back to the very beginning. Um, so could you kind of tell us about your inspirations in wrestling and kind of how we've gotten to the Deanna Perrazzo that we all know and love now? Um, yeah, I grew up watching wrestling um, with my twin brother. And I kind of, I think if I could remember far back enough, I, I grew up on a street um with like all boys and I was one of the only girls and I was very tomboy ish. I like to play with ball and play football and basketball or, you know, uh, hot wheels in the dirt and build forts. So, um, they watched wrestling and from a young age, I kind of never really got into it. But, um, once I moved to my hometown of Jefferson, I, I remember I was grounded for whatever reason. And my brother was watching wrestling on the TV and I wasn't supposed to be watching TV, but I saw a stone cold hit someone with a chair. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? Um, you know, and of course I was like, how could someone let someone do that to them? And, you know, so I was just instantly, I was hooked. Um, and then I got to saw, uh, to see women like Tristratus and Victoria and, uh, Mickey James and Lita, uh, be professional wrestlers. And I was kind of just like, I could do that one day. I could learn how to do this and be good at it one day. Uh, and it just stuck with me and I, was, I became obsessed. That's so cool. And then um, what made you, like, want to look into training and actually get started? Uh, so I was nine then, <laughs> and instantly, once I saw the women, I, I told my parents, like, I want to be a professional wrestler. And I think they kind of just thought it was a phase, and they were like, okay, yeah, when you're old enough, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but, you know, instantly, I was just, I was on the internet, and I was looking at wrestling schools, and there was actually a wrestling school, like, 45 minutes from my house, and I was like, when I'm 15, they'll accept me, and I printed out all the paperwork, and I was like, you know, I just have to wait, you know, six more years, and I could do this, <laughs> and um, when I turned 15, I begged and begged and begged, and my mom was just like, eh, when you're old enough, when you're old enough, um, 
so when I turned 18, I, I graduated high school and I had, you know, like a, a part-time job while I was going to college. And I found a wrestling school that was 10 minutes from my house that had just opened uh, called D2W. And um, I called them and I scheduled an appointment and I signed a contract to sign up. So cool. Look at you. <laughs> oh, uh, going into that, uh, what was it like training at uh, D2W? I know uh, you trained alongside uh, Robbie E and Damian Adams. What was that experience like? Um, so it's, it's funny cause my very first day, uh, Damien didn't train. He wasn't there. So I hadn't met him. And there was another guy called, uh, the Jersey devil who, um, and Sean Bennett was there, who is one of my absolute best friends now. But, um, they were just kind of like, all right, we're going to teach you to bump. And I must've bumped like 150,000 times. And I was like, Oh God, this is what I want to do. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, I'll be at training on Saturday. And I don't think I got out of bed for like a week. I couldn't move. Um, and it wasn't until Damien was there regularly. He trained like Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever it was, um, where those are the days that I would really go because I, I was learning more with him and I was progressing faster with him. And, um, I was lucky that there was only like one or two other students. So, uh, everything that every class that I attended was very, um, intimate. It was very one-on-one and I got a lot of, you know, soul attention. Um, so I really had Damien's mind to myself for the majority of the first like two and a half years that I was training. Oh, wow. That's cool. Thanks. And then, um, the first time that I personally saw you was when you faced Brooke Tessmacher at knockouts knockdown. And that was only your eighth match, right? Yeah, that was my eighth. Well, in front of a crowd, of course, cause I had done practice <laughs> right, matches, yeah. but, um, an eighth match live. Yeah. That's so crazy. How was that experience being so, so new? <laughs> In wrestling, uh, <laughs> if, uh, Rob called me like out of nowhere, and he's like, "So Christy Hemmy's gonna call you, answer the phone." And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, Who's calling me? I don't want to answer the phone." <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was just like a last minute. Do you want to do this? And I mean, how do you turn that down? So uh, I literally flew to Orlando maybe twelve hours after I got off the phone with Christy. And I was in the impact zone and I was way in over my head. I didn't have gear. I didn't have boots or, you know, real knee pads. Like I wore, uh, they were like, oh, we don't like high-waisted shorts here. So I went to the dance store and bought like the little shorts <laughs> I could find. And I was wearing Damien's like 12-year-old <laughs> kick pads. In you know, like that was really fresh out of wrestling school me. So um, it, it's crazy to think back that that was only like, four years ago and what's happened since. Yeah. That's, I can't believe it's only been four years. It seems like you've been wrestling forever. Cause you're always everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then uh, going from there, you also did train with Rip Rogers a lot, many seminars. Uh, what was it like working with someone who's so knowledgeable of the business like that? Um, absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, I read every single wrestling book that superstars published, Hall of Famers published. I tried to get my hands on absolutely everything uh, because I just wanted to learn everything about wrestling. And everyone talked about Rip Rogers. Um, so it was always a dream of mine to, you know, I had this huge plan in my head that when I graduated high school, I was going to go to the University of Kentucky and I was going to be on their, um, their all girls cheerleading team. And I was also going to train at OVW with Rip Rogers. So the first time that I got to meet him, um, he actually was flown up for a, a seminar 
And um, I wrestled that day Mike Mondo for an hour, five minutes after I met him. Um, And that was kind of my introduction to Rip. And um, since then, I've been to OVW quite a few times and I've, I've actually trained there, which was I think I cried the minute I walked in the building because I was just so overwhelmed. Um, and I've been to Canada to help Rip with seminars and uh, wrestle an hour with Damien. So um, Rip really, I mean, I could text him as a friend. I could text him as a mentor. I could text him as a trainer. He he really loves wrestling so much. And, you know, he he's very vulgar and he's very opinionated, but it comes from such a good place um, that I think people find that hard to, find, uh, to believe. But, you know, once you're in his presence and you kind of, get to understand him a little bit. Um, you know, I know that he just means well for everyone. Totally makes sense. Now, going forward a little bit further in your training, you end up leaving D2W. Um, and as we know, hashtag Team Adams kind of comes into <laughs> fruition. Um, can you kind of talk about going into that experience and training more with Damien at his training school? Um, it, it's funny because, so Damien and I, uh, you know, chose to leave D2W um, just uh, for personal reasons. And, you know, it was what was best for us as, uh, as trainer and as, you know, trainee and, you know, we were dating for a long time. So it it was best for us in all situations. So when team Adams was founded, um, it kind of was, he was always my trainer. I don't give anyone else credit a lot for training me because from day one, it's kind of always been him. And there was someone else who owned DHW, but Damien Adams is my trainer, um, 110%. So to go to Team Adams was no different than training at D2W or any we kind of were able to branch out a little bit more and get newer students. So, uh, you know, Tasha Steeles had come along and uh, Karen had started training with us a a lot more when we became Team Adams. So um, that's the plus side to it. That's awesome. Karen and Tasha are so impressive. Um, How is it training with them? How was it kind of being a mentor to them now? It's weird because I don't (laughs) feel like that. And I feel like, like... If Damien ever has me, like, run drills or critique things, I'm always the first person to be like, you know, my opinion doesn't mean anything. You don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. (laughs) You know, because I just feel like that's not my place. You know, I'm I'm one of them. Um, So it's been really cool to to have them ask me more questions and more, you know, watch them make the steps that I made because I feel like as much as they're my equals, I feel like I just want them to succeed so much. I feel like uh, like a, not a teacher or a mentor in that role, but I just want what's good for them and I want them to succeed and I want everything to happen to them that's happened to me. So um, I feel like in, in women's wrestling, that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, it's very, it can be very catty and very, uh, so much BS and you know, girls don't want what's best for other girls. They want what's best for themselves because women's wrestling is a small knit thing and there's not so many opportunities for us, but um, if I could use what I've gained over the last, you know, almost five years and, and al- allow someone else to have the same experiences I've had or be better because of bad experiences I've had, that, that's all I, I would want. And uh, I just want them to succeed so much. 
They're so good. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, just to uh, go back, we briefly touched on this. Uh, I know you were training in OVW for a little bit. What was it like actually uh, having a few matches there in a company that housed so many uh, big stars in the business from so long ago compared to where you were coming to in your point of that career? Like I said, um, I think the first time I stepped into the Davis Arena, I like took a deep breath and started tearing up because that's exactly how I felt. I was like, all these people trained here, all these people came from here, and uh, you know I get to to live out part of my dream by wrestling here. Um, so I never lived in Kentucky. I've just always traveled there and you know spent a week or so um, and done ribs classes or done Wednesday night TV. But you know the first time was just. I, I was so overwhelmed and I was shaking and I, I luckily, you know, Damien and I, I think did a tag match or something like that. So it was simple and it was nice to have him there with me. So I felt a little bit more comfortable, but, um, that it was such a dream come true moment. Cause that's all I've ever wanted since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, Deanna, one of the biggest feuds slash partnerships slash everything we've seen, um, especially kind of going to that early point um, and then starting in Women of Honor and kind of that rebirth um, is facing Mandy Leone. Um, Can you kind of talk about what it was like kind of going into the ring with Mandy and really rebirthing what has become a division? Um, To be completely honest, like – Mandy and I are just such great friends. So we had met, we were both Rosebuds frequently, um, you know, back two years ago with WWE and we would always be together and we kind of just got to know each other by doing tryout matches before SmackDown. And I had no idea, you know, um, Ring of Honor was thinking about doing this women's division and Mandy and Jenny Rose were kind of like the only girls that had ever really trained there recently and you know I just didn't know that it was something that was even possible um until Mandy and I became friends and we had gotten to know each other and she was like hey I have this idea I really want to push it to Delirious you know he's the head trainer of the dojo um and he's also one of the the head people in the office at Ring of Honor so she's like if I could get him to do this women's match um on the one of these two dates could you be available so I was like hell yeah Absolutely. You know, and we had no idea that it would become what it is today. We just wanted an opportunity for a dark match to show them like, hey, women's wrestling is kind of cool now. Uh, we had no idea, no, no fathom whatsoever that it could be, become what it's becoming today. So then in retrospect, now kind of looking at it, like, what does that kind of mean to you now, now that we're seeing that Women of Honor truly is a division and there's storylines and there's things that are happening more than just matches? What does that mean to you now? Uh, I just did an interview um, with some newspaper in Baltimore and I was like in tears because I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I just am so happy and so proud and um, it means so much to me because... I got to see it from the beginning. I got to be in that first match and um, I've been able to, to push and we've been able to push the envelope and do so much and open so many eyes and it's, it's a work in progress and there's faults and there's, you know, things that could be better and there's things that we want more. um, But 
you know, we're fighting for this and we're getting something from it. So it's such a sense of accomplishment because it wasn't something that I had thought was possible or that I had known we could do and we've done it. Um, it's kind of cool because you get to write your own history. And that's what I had said in the interview. Um, you know, I, I've been to all these places and I've done all these things, but within Ring of Honor and within Women of Honor, I get to, you know, write the book itself. We get to do this. It's never been done before. So that's really cool and really empowering. Definitely. Definitely. It's so crazy how far it's come compared to how it started. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, you know, every single day we, as a, you know, core group of girls, me, Mandy, Kelly Klein, Jenny wrote, like we're working with, day to push the envelope and give ideas and try for new things so you know we're, we really started from the ground up and i know um that aren't great about it but as a as company as a brand we acknowledge that we're working every day to just try to produce the best product that we can there um and i think that's what's great because we get trial and error because it's so new um you know i, I just am so proud of it as a whole yeah, and you should be. It's gotten to be really good. <laughs> and then also, um, taking it a little bit backwards, you wrestled for Marvelous Pro Wrestling in New York. How how was that experience? Well, you kind of broke up for a second. I didn't oh, hear your question. Um, how was it wrestling for Marvelous Pro in New York? Oh, that was really cool because... Um, you know, like I didn't really like know much about Japanese wrestling at the time. And, um, you know, I was just friends with Sumi. So she was like, Hey, do you want to wrestle on the show? So I was like, okay, cool. And I got to meet, you know, uh, the owner of Marvelous. And, you know, I was at the time I was offered to do a tour of Japan and that was super early on. And that was a dream of mine to be able to do, um, in order to be offered to do at one point. So, um, it was really great because it opened a lot of other opportunities and Sumi and I have become such great friends since that, um, you know, just even though I didn't tour Japan with Marvelous, uh, it, it gave me a lot of great insight and a lot of great friends. Right. And also speaking of Sumi, you had that crazy match where you got busted open. <laughs> um, yeah. talk a little bit about that. <laughs> I'm the last person that anyone would ever expect to believe. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a big deal. <laughs> because I'll have matches back to bump. Like, and I'm like, I didn't bump that time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, um, and I use the mantra and people laugh at me all the time, but like, I'm going to work smarter, not harder. Um, but yeah, it was like, I know that I was bleeding when it happened. So, Sumi jumped from the uh, the top buckle to me on the outside and went for a cross body, but it was like, it was just body. There was no cross to it. And I turned my face to catch the cross body, and her chin just, like, smashed my eye. And I, it was, like, the grossest sound I've ever heard in my life. Um, but two seconds later, I was like, all right, I'm okay. Toss me back in. You know, I was like, all right, I'm cool. Hold on. Okay, I'm good. You know, and she was like, no, like. And I didn't know that I was bleeding until she got off of me and I touched my face. And there's a picture of me. You can just see, like, the poor sh- of, like, 
this is my own blood all over the place. Um, and it's funny because I instantly like panicked and I started to cry. And luckily Damien was there with me that night and I just like found him in the crowd and I just like watched him, you know, we went for like another minute in mass. And I just like held his focus because it was like either I'm going to lose my mind and be cynical or I'm just going to focus and get this over with. Um, and once I got out the back, he was like, you can't cry in wrestling. And I was like, uh, there's everywhere. What do you mean I can't cry in wrestling? Um, but, you know, everyone at, at um, Jerry Goff was so great. And, you know, like uh, Steve Mack, who's become a good friend of mine, and low-key were there. And they all just, like, crowded around me and cleaned me up and called the ambulance. And, um, you know, I got taken care of really well and really fast. So, uh, you know, I complained. But, um, you know, I guess it's, it, the, like, law of averages. Remember someone tweeted at me. It was bound to happen at some point. So, uh <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> and then you had a match with Sumi later on, and you kind of like went for the same spot, except you caught her in the armbar. I thought that was cool, like a callback to that moment. Ah, she, she said to me, you know, do you want to maybe, maybe this? And I was like, uh, maybe I'm going to kill you <laughs> if you bust my eye open again. <laughs> um, and she started laughing, and I just like dodged her. Like, I. I was so worried, and I rest like um a few times. That's like I, I was not taking time off this, and uh, I just told everyone like you touch me. Um, so yeah, I think it shocked everyone to see what had happened, and then see us attempt something similar. But uh, really cool moment. So that's that's what matters most. Yeah, it was definitely a really awesome moment. So let's talk a little bit about ECWA. Not only are you the champion, you won the Chick Fight Tournament, not once, but twice, back-to-back. Talk a little bit about your experience with that company. Um, It's been really fun. So I've been working with ECWA for two years almost consistently, and I think what's cool is they gave, you know, this girl with a little bit of exposure – um, an opportunity and they just kind of let me run with it. They let me do what I want. They let, you know, me, uh, a lot of times they let Damien, like, uh, you know, I wrestle Karen and Tasha a lot there. So I get to, you know, uh, offer opponents and stuff like that. And they take my opinion into consideration, but I feel like everyone there has been able to see me grow from, you know, like this, this girl fresh out of wrestling school with a few matches to, you know, who I am now. And, um, to to be in the Super 8 twice and, and to win it twice is just amazing because they've been doing the male tournament for 21 years now. And names like AJ Styles and Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels, and all these people have been in the, these tournaments and they haven't won it back to back. But I have, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's just a weird like, oh, you have that kind of faith in me. You know what? It means a lot to me. Yeah, I think it's so cool that you won the tournament back to back. That's like such a huge accolade. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to, to be able to go into the wrestling school and see both of them. Cause they're, they're on the, on the shelf there. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it, it was a really awesome feeling. And, um, were you, I don't think you guys were there. Were you? 
No. No. Because um, I remember talking to you about it, and I, I, yeah. I couldn't remember if you came or if you didn't. But, you know, uh, at the end, you give a speech, and both times I've cried because, like, mm-hmm. I genuinely just love not even just wrestling, but, like, women's wrestling and women's wrestlers so much that to even have a women's Super 8 just means so much to me. And then, you know, for them to, to think that much of me um, – Really, like, I feel like I keep saying, like, I just cry and I cry and I cry. But, like, I just love <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and it's funny, too, because, like, as a, like, a real person, like, nothing to do with, not a real person, but, like, outside of wrestling, I'm so, like, I don't have emotions and nothing bothers me. And, like, I'm, like, this hard rock and I'm just, like, oh. But, like, when it comes to wrestling, like, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> 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 All right. And uh, just to uh, shift gears a little bit, uh, you have wrestled for NEW a few times uh, against Manny Leone as well as Maria Manic. Uh, what was it yes. like facing off with those ladies there? Um, I feel like with Mandy, like, obviously we know each other so well. And I'm telling you, we talk every day. Um, so it's always fun because we're like, all right, you know, we have like a little thing. Where we're like the goat sisters and like, um. You know, it's like, all right, Goat Sisters round 5,000. You know what I mean? I, I wrestle <laughs> all the time. So, you know, it's just, it's fun at this point. Uh, and we get to mix things up or be like, all right, we're doing the same thing we did last weekend. You know, um, so that's always fun to just kind of like have that, that road partner because uh, we're always together. And then to wrestle Maria, who is on the other side of the spectrum, where I don't, not that I don't know her well, but, you know, she's newer in wrestling and she's, you know, still consistently training and you know just trying to get matches and stuff like that like um to have to shift gears and wrestle her and really be a leader and you know um i go into the match track i always want to be able to teach someone something so um if she gets a little bit something each time that i wrestle her i feel like okay i kind of did my part here but uh just to give her good matches and for me to have fun and you know um i do wrestle people like mandy a lot so it's just like all right let's go over there and have fun and it's not not that it's not serious but if we mess something up, there's always an opportunity to fix it next time or just be like, eh, whatever. But every single match, I remember being new and everything meant so much to me. And it was like, no, everything has to be perfect. And I have to have an A plus match. So to go in that mindset and have to switch gears with, you know, the two opponents that I regularly have there, it's really cool. Cause it's always a challenge. Yeah. And uh, when we interviewed Maria, she said that was one of her favorite matches, the match with you and oh. Connecticut. Yeah. It was a great match. Oh, how nice of her. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe it's because Deanna just puts on that good of matches every time. Um, but I digress. <laughs> uh, speaking of great matches, let's shift gears even a little bit further because, Deanna, if I remember correctly, I think you were on my television on this little low-key thing called the WWE Network and NXT. <laughs> Um, and so if I remember correctly, you shifting gears to a completely another style of opponent, um, facing Asuka, can you kind of talk a little bit about those NXT experiences, especially in the beginning? Yeah, it's, it's, so I also have another theme of my wrestling career where everything is last minute. So, um, (laughs) I got asked to go like, uh, like maybe like on a Monday and it was like, Hey, could you be in Orlando on Thursday? And I was like, all right, sure. Um, (laughs) And I had no idea that I would even have a match. But um, like I said earlier, my one of my 
trainers from the beginning, Sean Bennett, um, is a ref on Raw now. And he was still in NXT when I had had my first match there. So, you know, it was nice to have familiar faces and people who could match for you. Um, and luckily he got me a match against, uh, I think the first one was against Naya. Um, and again, when I tell you that I cried the whole match, I cried the whole match because I was just so like, I'm wrestling for WWE. This is NXT. Like, Oh, Holy crap. Like, what is my life? This is the moment that I've dreamed of for my entire life. And, um, I, you know, so once the match was over, uh, you know, we'd go to the back and I was bawling my eyes out and they thought I was hurt. And I was like, no, I'm, I promise you, these are 100% happy tears. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> like, I can't even begin to explain to you how much this means to me. You know? Um, and, you know, luckily, like, Sarah Red kind of just gave me a hug and was like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Um, you know, so since then, I, I think right away, because they had that interaction with me where I just couldn't control it, um, they kind of, they kind of, knew how much it meant to me to be there and um, could trust me. So uh, I got asked to go back and I got to wrestle Asuka and I got to, uh, I actually got to wrestle Asuka twice. I got to wrestle Naya twice. I um, had the opportunity to be in the number one contenders battle Royal, which was a main event for NXT once. Um, and I uh, wasn't the first person eliminated. So that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Hey. The, the only one not under contract. <laughs> Um, awesome. I got to wrestle Bailey. Uh, so I've had uh, at access, you know, so I have had a, a lot of really great opportunities to, um, to learn and, and just live my dream that much more. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead, Dennis. Well, I think that there's just kind of a natural transition here. So I apologize, but you know, Deanna, I have a very serious question and I've been meaning to ask you this for a really long time, but have you ever thought about wrestling in a mask? I have wrestled in a mask. At have training you? For fun. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> training for fun. Um, mm. There's a picture of it somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think um, if I ever got the opportunity to wrestle in a mask, I think first of all I might die from a heat stroke. But um, <laughs> you know, it's a different style, so I would absolutely be. Uh, interested in that opportunity <laughs> you know especially if it's like a pink mask and maybe a a, a blue kind of get up i just think that'd be really interesting for your style yeah yeah kind of like um like a blue gumby huh oh it'd be really cool they should think of that somebody should try that <laughs> yes i agree <laughs> just thought i'd ask fans are curious <laughs> so um when you wrestled the number one contender battle royal um you wrestled another one a few days later in TNA. Yes. How, how was that yes. experience? Like I said, everything's last minute. So <laughs> I wrestle um, at NXT on Thursday. Uh, Sean and I go grab dinner um, in Orlando, and David Logana texts me, and he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, well, flying home from Orlando. And he's like, cool, you want to come to Bethlehem for the impact taping? So I was like, cool, okay. Uh, so, um, yeah. And then it was a number one contender battle Royal. So I got to be in the ring with awesome Kong and, uh, Mia Yim and Marty Bell. So, you know, those, that was really, really cool. Um, and to be able to do back to back and that kind of, uh, started the whole hat trick thing, which I didn't even know was like a real thing, uh, until people started to tweet it. 
Um, so it was a really cool moment for me. That's so cool. And then, and then, uh, Go ahead. Casey, do you want to go? Okay. Uh, just continuing with the theme of uh, TNA One Night Only matches, you did reappear at another Knockouts uh, Knockdown, competing against former five-time Knockouts champion Madison Rain, and probably my favorite match in that whole pay-per-view. Uh, what was that uh, experience like? Um, For me, in my experiences with TNA, it's always been about bringing out this other side of me. Um, I'm not like over charismatic i'm not this crazy this crazy character um i i pride myself on being a serious wrestler um and and 90 percent of the time even diana prazo private life I'm, I'm very serious um and it takes a lot to get me like silly um so tna always forces me to switch what i'm used to and break out of my comfort zone so uh one the match with madison is probably one of my favorites too because it's not me and it's not what you would normally see me do but um you know i get to do it and that's the best part because i got to learn something from it and i got to be in the ring with madison rain who i watched growing up um so it it was a really really fun experience and uh uh, as much as i was like i don't know if i could pull this off i think it came off really well Right. Yeah, and I know, uh, just like you were saying throughout the match, it was so awesome. OMG, like it was just great to watch. <laughs> you know what's so funny is when we were when they were like, "Okay, this is you know the role we want you to play," and whatever. And uh, I just thought, so um, I'm a, I've also been a preschool teacher for quite a while, and you know my kids always would sing the Lego Movie, and there's a song that's like, "Everything is awesome, everything is awesome," and the first some reason I said to Matt. And I'm like, you know, it's because she has a daughter. And I was like, you know, have you seen with your daughter, like, the Lego movie? And they sing this song. And she's like, you have to do that in the match. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. I I don't want to see. She's like, no, you have to do it. So it was just, like, a really funny moment that, like, when I watched it, I didn't know how well it came off. Um, But, like, I was just like, that's awesome. (laughs) Definitely was awesome. And um, you spoke about this a little bit before, but you faced Bailey in NXT, and I know you're a really big fan of Bailey. How was that to be in the ring with her and actually have a one-on-one match with her? I did not expect it, and when I got to Full Sail University that day, I um, the card didn't have me on it. So I just thought, like, hey, I'm here to hang out. Cool. Awesome. And I was sitting in the bleachers just watching everything happening, and, and she came up to me, and she's like, hey, why didn't you? you know, why don't you change? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, we're wrestling. And I was like, wait, what? And I thought she was kidding. And I was like, oh, you're serious. And she's like, yeah, go get changed. Um, so the the story was that Naya had her, her leg and this was her first match back. And, um, you know, she was getting back in title contention. So uh, she also had, hadn't done, at least to my knowledge, um, matches with extra talent ever. So, for them to kind of trust me to be able to do that. And it wasn't just, you know, the, the typical, all right, you're going to get beat up for three minutes, just sell. You know what I mean? It was a comp- the most competitive match I've had at NXT this far. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them to be able to trust me that much and just kind of let let us do our own thing, and um, that was really, really a cool moment because I didn't think that I'd ever be able to wrestle her. And she's the whole time that I had been at NXT, she was super encouraging and one of the nicest people that I've ever met, period. So, um, you know, to, to 
look back on that match and see where she is now. I, I was so incredibly proud and so happy because when I tell you that she's one of the nicest people I've ever met, I mean that sincerely. Oh, that's such a good awesome. <laughs> Now, I know we've kind of flip-flopped a little bit back and forth between Impact and NXT, but we mentioned earlier that your eighth match was against Brooke. Um, at a knockouts knockdown, but that wasn't the only time you faced Brooke. Um, you faced her again semi recently um, mm-hmm. for Impact again, and I, I think what I found very interesting was the roles seemed to be a little reversed there, um, and it seemed to be a very kind of put those matches back to back, and it's kind of a little funny to look at. Can you kind of talk about how that match kind of came about, and really also kind of looking back at where you had come with Impact? That was a really cool moment for me because that's exactly what it was. Now roles were reversed. I wasn't, you know, this this 18-year-old shy girl who doesn't know anything about wrestling and is fresh out of wrestling school and is crying. I was, you know, I'm I'm a completely different person now. I'm a completely different wrestler. And um, Brooke had taken a lot of time off. She had her son. This was our comeback. So our roles were completely reversed to what they were prior. And I think that it made for a really good story and it made for a really great comeback match for her. Um, And I know that's how we felt about it was like, Oh, this is really cool because in the first match it was like, Oh, you newbie, you don't have gear. And you know, look at me. I'm so great. And you wish you could be me. And now it's like, Hey, I'm this serious wrestler. Who are you? You know, I've traveled the world. You haven't wrestled in two years. You know, so our, our roles got reversed. Um, and that, it, it was a really full circle feeling for me to have that match uh, because I felt like, um, I felt like, I don't know. I could be proud of what I've done and where I've come from. Yeah. And from that, you also had another match after that, uh, that was put on explosion and kind of a site favorite match of you versus Laurel Van Ness, uh, also known as Chelsea green to other listeners who are listening at home. Um, can you kind of talk about that match as well, especially because two huge site favorites of you and Laurel going at it and an impact ring. Yeah, that was fun because, you know, everyone, I mean, everyone sees like Chelsea stayed with me for a month and we lived together for that month. And, um, she had gotten her and she was like, you know, if you could help me get some bookings, like I did my first match back. I want to be with you. I trust you to, to kind of get me back into this. So, um, to be able to, she was signed and to be able to go to her workplace and kind of, you know what I mean? Have a match with her. And, um, you know, it was one of my favorites because she's one of my favorite people. Um, you know, she's another one that I talk to all the time and, uh, just to see the good things that she's doing is great. But then to be a part of it was, it was a really great moment too. It was a great, great match. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now, um, bringing it a little bit back to the indies, you recently face Mercedes Martinez and WSU. What was it like wrestling for WSU and being in the ring with Mercedes Martinez? I had no idea she was going to be my opponent. So, (laughs) you know, it was announced on Twitter and I was like, Oh crap. Like, you know, uh, (laughs) just, (laughs) you know, indie wrestling, she's like it, you know? And I was like, this is a really big opportunity and this is, is a really big match and it's going to mean something. And what she thinks of me means something to me. So, um, to walk away from that match and just kind of have like her seal of approval was really cool because now when we see each other, it's like, Hey, you know what I mean? It's a mutual respect. And I think that was, you know, my biggest goal in that match was like, all right, make her respect me and make, 
you know, her realize I've earned all these opportunities. So uh, that it was really, really fun. And I'm really, really happy that I got to, to do that. Yeah, she's awesome. And also you have wrestled for a little company in New Jersey called WrestlePro. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Um, I don't even remember the first time that I wrestled for them, but um, Pat Buck is a OBW alumni as well. So him and Damien actually traded OBW together. So um, that was one of the places that when I was ready to get more indies and bigger shows and stuff that um, used me. So, uh, and they still, I still wrestle for them frequently. Um, now it's cool because they have their own training school. So they have a lot of girls that are just ready to now have their first matches. And um, I get to, to be a part of that. So that's really fun. Yeah. Do you prefer working with newer girls sometimes? Or does it give you like, um, like excitement to know that you're working someone's first match for them or not? <laughs> bit of both i think working with newer people um like i said earlier like it's it's fun for me to be able to teach them something Mm. i think back to when i was about to have my first match and i wrestled um a woman who had been wrestling for over 10 years and was just super angry about you know this new girl is coming into wrestling and you have to break her in and uh, she came from, we luckily had been able to practice my first match, um, a few days before, just so it was a really good showing cause my family was going to be there. And, um, you know, I had been working a year for it and Damien just wanted it to be, to be a really good experience and she did not want it. Um, and, uh, she came from behind me at training while we were practicing and just kind of gave me like a club to the jaw from behind mm. and dislocated. That's crazy. I always think back to that moment of how I felt and would I ever want someone else to feel like that in their first match? Because that weekend when we went to do the match, I was nervous wreck and I didn't want to do it and I wanted no part of it. And I was like, you know, she's going to purposely make me look bad and it's not going to be great. And you know, this is, I was just having a meltdown about it. Um, so I like to wrestle the newer people in their first matches because I want it to be a good experience. I want them to know that, I don't have bad intentions and 90% of women in wrestling won't have bad intentions and that they should come into this business with the mindset of wanting to help the newer people and, and, and give back. And, you know, I feel like weird saying that because it's not like I'm like this crazy veteran, but I've been trained such a, a good way and the right way to be able to lead matches and to be able to show people the right way to do things um, when you're new. So working newer people in newer matches, you know, it gives me an opportunity to be like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Um, and I like that because I didn't have that. Nice. And then, uh, just to, uh, kind of transition here, uh, you did semi recently wrestle in Puerto Rico. What was that experience like, uh, going to the Caribbean and wrestling over there? That was really cool. It started out as a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) 110 times last year uh or 108 prior to that and it was kind of like okay i'm gonna go to puerto rico and decompress and sit on the beach and relax um damien has family there so uh we were gonna see his family when it was all planned and whatever um and then somehow it just became a trip to wrestle too so that was to get the best of both worlds was really fun um because we got to wrestle for savia vega who has his own promotion out there and um it was in some big arena 
thing in uh, Bayamon, Puerto Rico. So um, it was right down the street from one of like the famous arenas. And I got to go to where, um, you know, these, these riots happened. And uh, Puerto Rico has a stigma for, you know, they throw batteries and they sell rocks outside to throw <laughs> at the heels. And just to kind of uh, get to envision that for a moment was, it was um, you know, really nostalgic for me. Because if you talk... Rip spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico, and uh, I read Dutch Mantel wrote a book, so I read that, and he talks a lot about Puerto Rico, and, you know, it was just really cool to be in that environment and kind of just imagine myself back then um, and what that would be like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going back, um, NXT wasn't the only time we saw you on WWE television. Um, you know, prior to, um, you know, this blue Gumby La Luchadora figure who, you know, turned out to be mickey james um we did have a, a time where i won jane ellsworth um was on tv and you know diana she oddly looked like you um and so i guess really can you kind of talk about that experience and really what it was like to be on smackdown television um standing across the ring from the champion at the time um and what that was like um i feel like every time i go to WWE TV, it's kind of like, I don't want to say I'll ever get used to it, because I feel like even if I was a WWE superstar, you'd never get used to that, but it's like um, an odd comfortable, because I know everyone there, and a lot of people uh, that are there now were my friends from when they were on the indies, or I've just gotten to know them, um, so I have this like eerie comfortableness, um, but so I had no idea that they were going to need someone for that. And I had been, I've been to TV. I couldn't even tell you how many times. Um, and just never been able to get in the ring for the live program. So, uh, to actually wrestle. So, um, when that opportunity came about and, uh, I was kind of like, Oh God, like there's like 18,000 people. This is sold out and I have to get in this ring. Like, okay. Thank God this is quick. Um, (laughs) And I, I didn't get an entrance or anything, and I think it was Charles Robinson who was the ref, kind of walked me down during the commercial break, and I just like looked around and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to cry!" <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, but um, and then you know it was only in Washington D.C., so that's not very far from me. So people recognized me, and it was kind of like, "Oh god, you're saying my name, but I don't know if I should acknowledge you, and I don't really know what's going to happen, and oh, this is weird." But it was like a. I, I, every time I step in the ring, it's kind of like an odd comfortable. And this is, I feel like this is where I belong. And I've, I've never imagined I would be meant and placed on this earth to do anything else, especially in a WWE ring. So once I was in the ring and, uh, you know, the whole segment had started, it was just like, a, this is what I'm supposed to do. I could do this. No problem. And that always happens to me that always that, okay, I'm comfortable now. This is my happy place. Um, and then to go on the back and get feedback back into for them to be like, oh, well, once you did this and you took a step backwards and you know what I mean? To get into the psychology of it and just the little things that you don't notice you do and how they break things down. It was it was really a learning lesson. Um, and I'm so grateful to be able to hear those things from Vince McMahon himself, because how many people that don't work for WWE can have those conversations with him? Yeah, but sure. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what? what is my life? You know? <laughs> That's so crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, switching gears a little bit more, at the beginning of the year, you went all the way over to Japan for stardom. 
how how did that come about? How was that experience like going to Japan and living there for you were there for three months? Um, I was there for just over two just months. Over two. Um, I was supposed to do a tour January first to the end of March, but um, because the holidays are so big here and um, the consulates are closed for like ever during <laughs> December, uh, there were some visa issues that got my date pushed back. But I was there for just over nine weeks, and um, you know Chelsea Green uh, had done a tour there twice prior to me going and they had asked her you know who would you recommend or who should we bring whatever and she really really pushed for me to be able to go um, and get those opportunities so once stardom contacted me I was like immediately I will come right now like I'll be there in two days um (laughs) so yeah and and again that was something that was always something I wanted to do if you were going to be a wrestler and you were going to master this craft in this art you were going to go to japan uh, all of my favorite wrestlers did it every single book i read every single dvd i watched that's what they did they went to japan so that's what i was going to do and um to be able to get on that plane was like a really like again what is my life what am i doing <laughs> but fulfilling moment because i got to check one more thing off that list you know yeah and also when you were in stardom you tagged pretty extensively with Shayna baszler how was that experience tagging with her and becoming her friend? <laughs> I have never met Shayna prior. And um, I, like I said, I'm kind of like, you know, a super serious person. But um, I, I tend to not make friends well just because I'm very quiet and I'm very serious. And it, it takes me a while to warm up. And it takes, I think, people a while to get to know me um, and understand me and how I work. So I was nervous because... All of these girls, Kaylee Ray was there, Nixon was there, Viper was there. Um, I was supposed to be there and get there the same day and experience all of this with them. Um, and now I'm going into their home and they already have friendships and they already have the way that they do things and inside jokes and things. And I was like, I'm intruding on this whole happy family here. Um, but I got to go and Christy James and I had met at the airport and got to go together. So we kind of were, were buddy-buddy at the, fir- at the start because – we were entering this house, you know, together. Um, I got to tag with Shayna a lot. And uh, Britt Baker, who was one of our mutual friends, was like, oh, my God, you guys are the same person. You're going to love each other. It's so cool. Uh, and instantly, Shayna and I just, like, I mean, when we were there, she was, like, my Japanese wife. Like, we did everything <laughs> together. And I cooked for her. And, you know, I was, like, a house mom for everyone. But um, I was, like, so truly sad when she left. Uh because she's just like an awesome person. Yeah. And then, and then uh, another friend you made while you were in Japan, uh, Zoe Lucas. How was uh, that experience uh, befriending her? I love her. I wish you could see the smile on my face because I love her so much. Um, she. So what's funny is um, she only lives like 10 minutes outside of South Sea, which is where uh, Marty Scroll lives. So... Um, him and I had become friends like right around the same time. And he was like, Hey, my friend Zoe's going. So, you know, I just want to give you a heads up. Like if you could look out for her. And I was like, all right, cool. Whatever. I was like, um, no problem. And I didn't know who she was and I didn't know anything about her or anything. So I was just kind of like, all right, we're going to see how this goes. But, um, I absolutely love her 110% as a person. I talk to her every single day. Um, <laughs> When I, I was just in England and we got to go to London together and uh, 
she sent me a birthday present because my birthday was on Saturday. And she just is a great wrestler, but a 10 times even better person. And I'm so excited that she got to have that experience in Japan. And when she got home, she's been getting 10 times more exposure because of it. And I'm really, really excited to see uh, what that exposure does for her and what else holds in her future because she deserves it so much. Yeah, she's really an unknown talent. That's really good. Yeah, and you guys are hilarious on Twitter. Yeah. Like, if people aren't looking for it, you should be, because it's hilarious. First of all, Diana is maybe one of my favorite people on Twitter ever. Um, and I feel like I just go on a favorite spree whenever I, like, scroll Twitter. Uh, but nonetheless, you guys are absolutely hilarious with these dance challenges. And going back and forth with them, I think, is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that video she sent me for my birthday was hilarious. It was so good. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> um, so going on stardom as well, you know, Deanna, you had some huge high-profile matches that even people watching over here in the States could kind of get glimpses of and seeing and was really heavily promoted, including um, going for the SWA title against Tony Storm and going against Io Shirai. Um, can you kind of talk about those experiences and what it was like to step in the ring with both of them? Um, I wrestled Tony at Corrigan Hall, uh, which was my debut there. And, um, again, you can't, you don't see my entrance on Sudden World. Thank God, because I cried <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I was a hot mess and I couldn't get it together until the bell rang. And I just was like, I'm not going to be able to have this match because I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to cry my eyes out. Um, but I I hadn't met Tony until she had gotten to Japan and I had already been there for like a week or two and um, her and Zoe got there together. And um, I had no idea that this was the plan. And we had kind of like interacted a little bit on Twitter prior just because mutual friends um, who said we have a very similar style and whatever and how awesome would it be if we ever wrestled. So it was really, really fun to to live that out because it had been talked about for like a year prior and um not only like I keep saying this about you know all these girls that I lived in Japan with but like really they're some of my favorite people and we talk like four days a week at least like if I don't talk to them every day it's every other day uh still and um she's just a great person and to be able to experience that with someone who um genuinely wanted the best experience for me coming out of it and just to put on a great match uh, really meant a lot to me because to do it at Cork and Hall meant a lot to me. Um, so that was fun. And then, and I mean, to wrestle EO is just, every, I think it should be every single women's wrestler's dream in the entire world. Um, we only got, like, I was bummed because it was like a short match and we didn't really get to do a lot. Uh, but she's just amazing. And to be able to work with her because she's the head trainer at the start of dojo. So, um, and just kind of learn to embrace Japanese wrestling through watching her and the way she sells and the way she puts her matches together. And it just allowed me to understand Japanese wrestling because I didn't really going into it. And I was like, Oh, we're going to learn something. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. And to, to get that experience from the best and to be able to talk to her and talk to Kyrie or talk to Mayu and, and alert, I mean, and not talk because we're very limited talking, but to just watch them and see how they do things and try to understand it. Uh, was just such a, a mind-blowing experience for me because, like I said, I had no, legitimately no idea 
what to expect going over there other than like, hey, I'm probably going to get my ass handed to me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just to, to be able to go to Japan and just experience stardom. And I, I honestly cannot wait to go back. I would I already told them, like, I will just live there because <laughs> all I want to do is be in Japan. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. So you're definitely and then I, hoping oh, to come back. Go ahead, Casey. You're hoping to come back to Japan? Uh, I hope so. I mean, um, I think hopefully next year at some point um, I, I'll be able to go back or by the end of the year. I'm not I'm not really sure, but I made it so, so known when I was leaving. <laughs> like, I want to come back here. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and then uh, just to go back to uh, the states and everything. To uh, you're always a regular over at uh, Women's Wrestling Revolution and Beyond Wrestling. Uh, what were some of those experiences uh, like competing with women like Lou Fisto, Kimberly, Santana Garrett, and uh, Jordan Grace? What was it like working with those women? I mean, the first three women you named, Lou Fisto, Kim, and Santana, have been around forever, and um, they kind of when I, I had started wrestling were people that I looked up to, that's how I want to be known. And I want that stigma about me. Um, so to be able to get in the ring, the first WWR show, I wrestled Santana. Um, the second one I wrestled Kim. So, you know, those are two of my favorite matches. Um, I, I, I got to really showcase who I was as a wrestler um, because they brought me up to that level. Uh, and they were, you know, so, so good to work with because again, uh, when you compete with women who just want the best for women's wrestling, you get to put on an amazing product. Uh, so like I said, those are two of my favorite matches. And then Teresa Lufisto, I was like, Oh my God, she's going to kill me. Um, but <laughs> that match was <laughs> aggressive and hard hitting. And I think that it, it was, I was able to showcase another side of me. Um, that's not so, uh, so um, just like strategic wrestling base and body part manipulative. It was very, um, intense and aggressive and hard hitting. And I, I feel like, um, it brought out another side of me as a wrestler. So, uh, that's again, like was such a great match to have. It was such a cool atmosphere because it was like midnight WrestleMania weekend. I had wrestled ring of honor, um, super card of honor earlier in the day and then left and went to that show. So I was like exhausted and I was like, all right, like it's midnight. We're going to wrestle our, you know, so the fans were into it and like, the environment of beyond and WWR is so cool. Fans are right up to the ring. Um, it's, it's so intimate and that's what I love about it. Um, they just embrace wrestling. They just love wrestling and, and we're able to always, I'm, I'm at least always able to have really great matches with all of my opponents that I have there. All the women they bring in are so great. Um, and no matter who you're with, no matter what the match is, it's, it's bound to be, you know, a show stealer. So I just, I love what, we've been able to accomplish thus far with WWR. Yeah, definitely. It's been so exciting, and I always feel like your matches there are among your best. They're so good. <laughs> Thank you. Now, kind of continuing on the timeline, Deanna, um, you even mentioned just a little bit ago that you were at Supercard of Honor, um, which that Women of Honor match is on YouTube that everybody can go and see, and I believe you had a little match with somebody named Kelly Klein. And yes. I'm pretty sure that I saw you apply an arm bar, and I'm pretty sure she tapped out rather quickly um, to that Fujiwara arm bar that we've seen you use. Um, nonetheless, this has sparked quite the feud between you and Kelly Klein. Um, can you kind of talk about that and kind of where we're heading with Deanna Perrazzo versus Kelly Klein? 
Uh, well, I'd like a rematch. Um, and I think I make that very obvious every single week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was intentional. You know what? I just, I, I want a fair fight. Um, and Kelly has in the past, you know, used dirty tricks and whatever she can use to, to get a win. And while that's respectable that you've been undefeated, you know what I mean? Um, I, I deserve a rematch, really, because you tapped out, and that's oh, the bottom line. So for sure. Um, and on top <laughs> of that, though, Deanna, uh, you know, Casey and I were in the audience um, in Baltimore um, yes. when we saw one of the people that we've talked about in this interview, Karen Q, um, mm-hmm. make her debut against Kelly Klein. And I do believe Kelly Klein does have an L in the record books <laughs> um, after some kind of, you know calling out as you were on the ramp. Um, can you kind of talk about your intentions there? Yeah, I, I think Kelly's just kind of dismissed me as, you know, I defeated you, so on to the next one. But um, I've made it pretty obvious since that I'm going to stick my nose in her business until she gives me what I want, and that's a rematch. So um, as happy as I am for Karen to be making her name in Women of Honor, and uh, I want her to have more matches, and I want her to succeed uh, succeed within Women of Honor, but um, it's not going to come before my business. Yeah. We're ready for it. Yes, I'm always sure. ready for a Deanna Perrazzo <laughs> match. Let's be clear. You know, and and the thing is, is like um, they re- Ring of Honor wrestles a lot in the Midwest, so. Uh, that's local to Kelly. Kelly is always on those shows. They always choose Kelly. And, and that's great that there's women of honor matches on the house shows and whatever. But, uh, you know, she chose to use my Fujiwara armbar um, on an opponent that they made clear has been wrestling for six months. So I don't know if we're just picking easy targets to make a statement or what we're doing. Um, but we didn't apply the Fujiwara correctly. And uh, you beat someone that's been wrestling six months. So I'm not sure what the victory in itself is, but, uh, you know. It's really sounding like, it's sounding like someone's afraid. I won't name names. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I digress. (laughs) And on to other highly anticipated Deanna Peraza matches. I'm talking about hashtag Donna versus Rachel with one A uh, yes. against Rachel Ellering <laughs> at Russell Circuit for the Lady of the Ring Championship. How was that? Uh, I feel like Rachel and I both have been asking someone to book this match for a long time. It, and it started out as a joke of Donna or Deanna, whoever I am, alter ego versus <laughs> Rachel. Uh, but um, it finally had to happen and, and Russell Circuit was really cool because it kind of has the same feeling that beyond has it's 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 a big venue and there's like 600 it was like 650 people packed out sold out um but it seems small and it seems intimate and they they love her there uh so it was great because she's trained by landstorm i'm trained by rip it's very similar styles and um it was interesting to to be able to have that match finally because i feel like we had been asking for it for a long time um and it was a it was a great match. Unfortunately, I, I came up uh, on the losing end of it, but um, hopefully, you know, I'll get a rematch there too. Yeah, definitely, hopefully. And you touched on this a little bit before, but you recently took a little vacation in the UK. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the women's scene there? And are you planning on wrestling in the UK soon? Um, I kind of went 
to the UK strictly as a vacation uh, this time. Um, I just wanted to uh, be able to spend some time with friends there, and I had never been to the UK prior, so that was fun. Um, and like I said, Zoe is there, so I got to see her. I did attend a, uh, a Rev Pro show. So that was fun. Um, and I got to meet Ginny. I got to meet Alex Windsor um, and kind of see what the women's scene is about, at least within Rev Pro. But, uh, you know, living with Tony and living with Zoe, I've kind of been able to uh, see more. And um, I, I definitely would love to go back, whether it's just for a, a vacation or to actually wrestle. Um, I think UK wrestling in itself has become so big. Um in the last, you know, year and a half, so two years. Um, so, of course, I mean, that's a goal of mine to be able to wrestle there, too. Uh, but luckily, um, like you said, I have a lot of friends there. And uh, I'll definitely be there, whether it's for just holiday or whatever, uh, in the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to wrestle there soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but speaking of, you know, places that we know where Deanna Perrazzo is going to be, um, one of the things that's recently been hyped a lot on Twitter is that Deanna Perrazzo is coming to rise and shimmer, which I know especially our fans listening are very, very excited for, especially some of our team is going to be there. Um, we know that just yesterday there was a new poster that was put out that says that Deanna Perrazzo is facing a former shimmer champion at rise. Uh, what does that kind of mean for you? And kind of what are your expectations going into rise and shimmer um for a long time and obviously like shimmer has been around forever and you know so many girls that are signed within WWE and NXT have come from shimmer and just I mean it's shimmer so to be able to go there is really uh it it, it means something um of who I am uh but you know rise I kind of um I didn't understand it because for me, it was like, um, and, you know, Karen and Tasha had said, you know, is this something that I should do? And I kind of said, like, hey, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But why are you going to get yourself to Chicago, you know, pay for the seminar? You know, all of your expenses come out of your pocket and then maybe get the opportunity to wrestle. When you could be home and you could actually be wrestling. I said, you just have to, you know, it's a give and a take pros and cons, weigh them out, and you do what you have to do. And I kind of was like, you know, the, the person that I am in the position that I'm in, I don't have to do things like that, luckily. Um, and, I, and it's not a bad thing for people that do, but I just didn't have to do that. So I waited for them to contact me, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, you know, I'm really excited to, to be there, and I, I honestly have no idea who my opponent is. Uh, <laughs> they won't tell me, and I'm going to find out there. Uh, so I'm just kind of trying to study all of the, the, the champions and be ready for everyone. I got 20 on you anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, so you've also been announced for Shimmer. Kind of ex- uh, elaborate a little bit on, on what your expectations are there. Uh, I honestly have no idea. I have <laughs> no clue whatsoever. It was just like, hey, you're going to be in town. So we're going to use you too. And I was like, all right, cool. This is Shimmer. You know, so like I said, um, I think any women's wrestler wants to be on a Shimmer card. So... I want to be on a shimmer card um, and I'm just really excited to be able to and experience my first shimmer weekend. But uh, no, I'm ready to make a statement. I feel like I have, um, you know, big weight on my shoulders because I have all these opportunities. You know, I've done all these things that I have accomplished so much in so little time that 
I feel like all eyes are on me. And it's just another one of those those big moment, big matches that's going to um, really, really have a big effect on how a lot of people see me. So I'm excited to kind of rise to the occasion. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, yeah, we're excited for you at Shimmer. Like, that's Thank the you. top of the top. So we have big expectations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Knock on wood now. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you traveled to Japan, Puerto Rico, the UK. Do you have any place that's been your favorite to travel to since you travel a lot? Um, I mean, I I absolutely loved my time in Japan. Um, I think kind of how I saw it uh, on top of just being able to wrestle there was uh, I'm 20. I was 22 years old. Um, it never had been away from home. Uh, I didn't go away to college. I didn't, you know, meet roommates. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't mean to be like, I don't have any friends, but my life is wrestling. So to a lot of people, you know, I don't go out on Friday nights. I wrestle. And um, I have to say no to a lot of opportunities. And I miss a lot with my family and my nephew. And, uh, you know, while I was teaching my kids at work, I had to sacrifice a lot. So to be able to to sacrifice at home but go to Japan and experience a lot of the things that I didn't get to experience because I chose wrestling um, was fun because I got to live in a house with girls who I had never met. And, you know, and, and it clicked in my head. I had FaceTime my best friend, and um, we were talking, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is kind of like if I went to college, what I'd be doing. Uh, you know, so I kind of. I see it as that. I got the best of both worlds. I got to experience Japanese wrestling. I got to experience living on my own in this country across the world from everything that I've ever known. Um, So I got life experience out of it. I got personal experience on top of just becoming a better wrestler. Uh, So my, of course, my favorite place is Japan. Um, But I loved the UK. I was there for a week. And, uh, it's so, it's so nice and everyone's so nice and just, it was cool. Cause, um, in college I'm a history education major. So uh, I'm a big history nerd and just to, to walk up the streets and, um, be like, Oh, all this has been here forever. Like that was really cool. So, uh, you know, the next place that I want to go is definitely to wrestle there. Yeah. We hope you get to wrestle there very soon. That'd be so exciting. <laughs> And uh, just to elaborate on that, uh, what's next for Deanna Perrazzo? Any goals in wrestling you want to accomplish, maybe in the near future? What do you think is the next step for you? Um, I have no idea. I feel like eventually, you know, of course, everyone wants to be contracted to one place. Um, I'm really like, I say it all the time, I really am on the fly with my real life anyway. So I have no idea like what's next or I just, I just go with the flow. Uh, like I said, the theme to my wrestling career is like, last minute and I just go wherever. Uh, so whatever the best opportunity is going to be for me, that's what I'm going to take. I don't, I don't know where that is or who that's with or what company or, or, or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I eventually I'd like to be one place permanently and really, and grow in, in one particular place. But, um, you know, no expectations and no disappointments and, you know, just whatever life has in store for me. Yeah. And I mean, Deanna, it's not just that your career is quote unquote last minute or go with the flow. Um, You're also just putting on incredible matches and let's not knock it for just how great you are in the ring. Um, But we've talked about a lot of matches. Are there any matches that really stand out to you as maybe ones that you kind of hold close, ones that you look back on and just are like, you know, dang, that was the match. Um, 
Um, hmm. I really, I mean, if, if I'm to vanity search ever like late at night and can't sleep and I want to watch <laughs> something of mine just to, to see how I did some, you know, um, I would say that I love the match with Kim, uh, with Kimberly at WWR. Um, it was just, if every professional wrestling match that I could have could be in that technical, intense style, um, 110%, I would do that a million times over with every single opponent if I could. Um, one of my biggest inspirations now um, as a professional wrestler is Dean Malenko. And I just like that. If I could be him in a girl version, I feel like that match would be the closest I would ever come to it. Uh, so that's probably my favorite. And then my second favorite would probably be against Sumi at Ring of Honor. Because I feel like um, that was the first time Ring of Honor really, for me at least, was like, I came out to them chanting my name and I feel like it was the first match that they really truly invested in. I mean, everything that we did got a reaction and I feel like it's weird for me to say that because you don't cater to the fans as a wrestler, but um, we're growing women of honor and it's not something that's always been cared about. It's not something that, you know, I remember the first match with Mandy and it was to crickets. So, you know, to, to lock in the Fujiwara attempt for it and the crowd pops for it is just a really cool feeling because you can tell how much you've grown. So uh, if I had to pick two matches, those would be my top two hands down. And they're such great matches. Do you have any dream matches you'd like to have in the future? Um... Someone just asked me this the other day, and I was like, oh, God, I have no idea. I mean, my dream match, of course, would be, like, to wrestle Trish Stratus or to wrestle Serena Deeb or Sarah Del Rey, but they don't wrestle anymore. So, um, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I would really, really love to have, like, a singles match with Kyrie Hojo because we did, like, uh, a six-woman a six tag in, in Osaka, Japan, Um and that was the only time I think we got to do a little something in the ring together. But uh, if I could have a singles match with her, I think that would be really, really amazing. Yeah, that would be for me personally. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. So, <laughs> Deanna, kind of wrapping up. Um, if the fans want to be able to interact with you on social media, how can they follow you? Where can they find you? At Deanna Perazzo. Uh, you guys tweet me all the time, and we interact all the time, so they can yes. go on your pages and find me, because uh, I'm sure I'm tweeting at you somewhere. Just check <laughs> all of my likes, because it's just like a list <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sassy on Twitter, so I don't know if you want to follow me on Twitter, because you might it's get a sarcastic favorite. remark back. But. <laughs> oh, no, I've experienced it. It's great, especially when I have a caller ID for the wrong city in uh, New Jersey and try to make a bad joke about it. <laughs> I'll retweet it. It's fine. It'll be great. <laughs> My goal is actually to be shaded by Dion on Twitter. Like, no. Oh, but I'm one up on Dennis. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Deanna, thank you so much for chatting with us. We really appreciate your time. Everybody, if you haven't seen Deanna, one, what are you doing with your life? But two, go out and do it um, because she's absolutely incredible both in and out of the ring. Deanna, thank you again so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'm so happy. I was waiting for you to ask me. I was like, wait, you're doing all these interviews. And like, I want to do one. So I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah. We're so happy. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much. Cheers.